This is the Mod Pod, brought to you by Modality, helping businesses optimize their Microsoft technologies everywhere. Hello and welcome to the Mod Pod, episode 25. This week on the desk, joining me, we have Peter Vasey, head of technical services and co host of the Mod Pod. We also have Summit Solomon, one of our UC consultants, joining us for the very first time. The subjects for this week, we are going to talk about subscriptions and the move from CapEx to OpEx. And a very controversial subject, is PSTN dead? And with that, let's hit subject one. My topic then uh, is the one about subscriptions. And I think really what I want to discuss is there is a, a, a really growing trend, not, not just in IT, but in general, of people moving away from uh, spending large sums of money in one hit uh, to spreading it out across the, uh, you know, the life of the products that you're taking on. So the subscription versus the CapEx argument, um, and I guess particularly is the sort of the... <laughs> generation shall we say I'm not sure it's a generational thing but that kind of thing is is that sort of shift now getting to the point where 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 capex is is fundamentally old school mm. it's going to be uh, i've had this conversation with a couple of customers i think and it depends on the customer and it depends on the finance director for that customer as well i know when i was working in internal it um, and this would have been around about seven, eight, eight, nine years ago. I dread to think if it was longer than that. And the move to Microsoft 365. At the time, the argument was that the finance director, because of the, the, the reports that he was putting to the market, this was a publicly traded company, he needed his accounts to look very CapEx heavy. And what I found very interesting in that is that drove the purchasing decisions for IT. So it's an odd one. I think it is a combination of the type of organization to choose. I think I think going forward, more organizations are choosing the likes of 365 and cloud cloud provision. And by that very nature, it is a it's an OPEX cost. But there still is, unless somebody's going to counter that, but it's it it certainly feels like there is still organizations such as councils who are given a CapEx budget at the beginning of their financial year and said, go and spend that. And if you don't spend it, we're going to take it off you next year. So that again drives a lot of IT discussions. And I don't know either, and it might, it might be worth getting a finance person on the on, on the mod pod at one point, but I don't know whether you can do something with pre-purchasing and, you know, virtual machines in Azure to make it a CapEx purchase versus an OpEx purchase. But truthfully, from my point of view, I don't know where I stand on this because it's money spent, isn't it? Really, it's so you've got to spend money either way. Um, you saying you don't have an opinion on spending money. Well, <laughs> do you know what? It's a dirty thing, right? And when I speak to customers, they're so right, yeah. right. Go deal with the account manager. I just do the thing, right? Well, what, one what, one one thing I do want to pick you up on. What? Oh, that's not picking you up on really, but you said uh, people are choosing to go down the subscription route for Microsoft. Do they have much options? Because unless they are a big enterprise account now, I think the the EAs are, are 
dying, aren't they? But there's, I mean, you can pre-purchase things like a virtual machine now, and I'm trying to remember what the, the terminology is of it, but you can buy a virtual machine or a set of virtual machines and say, I will have this for three years. Oh, part that's, of a, that, that's a reserve pricing, right? Reserve pricing, yeah. But you still and, pay monthly. But do you? Can you pay it? Can, can you pay it as, as upfront? <laughs> we need a licensing <laughs> expert on this call. <laughs> We should have started this one. I thought, right? Who should we get on this one? We need a finance and a licensing <laughs> person. Um, yeah, and that's that's an interesting one. I mean, what I would pick you on, like the Pete said, you know, the, who's the decision maker here? Okay, so as a head of technical services, Pete, if you were given a choice, where would you, you know, look to deliver the services? Basically, are you brave enough to, let's say, you know. You come from like a very different background, not not technical services, maybe maybe account director or somebody. You've been given a budget, a million pounds. How would you spend it? Yeah, you see, for me, and and this this stretches into my sort, you know, my my, my personal life as well, and and uh, the cars, you know, that we've got in the house. Um, my my mindset has shifted over the last uh, i don't know five six seven years whatever it may be into you know we used to buy a car you'd use it you'd sell it on you'd then get your money back you go and put that down as the deposit on the next one all that sort of stuff and now you know like many other people the car has just become a regular amount of money that goes out of the bank account ongoing so, so it's for me the reason that that is uh, an important mind shift is I have a consistent controlled yeah. spend. I don't have to think about, oh, actually, it's coming up to renewal. I need to find another, <clears throat> whatever, yeah. yeah, how much it is to, to replace the car. I know that I go back to the <laughs> go back to the garage and say, have this one back. Can I have that one over there, please? And there might be a sort of a, a slight variation in the price, but it's not suddenly having to find you yeah. know it's not a bill shot grand or whatever yeah. for the car you know um and i think that's the sort of mentality i would i mean look i'm technical at heart right you don't want me running corporate finances um but for me i would have thought predictable consistent cash flow yeah. is probably quite important yeah, I think the world is going that way, right? Because you look at things like how many Netflix subscriptions and, as you say, how many car subscriptions. People are becoming, have more of an appetite to do small monthly hits. And actually, when you look at the vendors, when um, when the CEO of Microsoft came on board, he saw it, wasn't he? Satya, he said, we're going to be a cloud, uh, cloud and services um, solution. We're not going to be concentrating on software and big big sales of software um mm. his vision was for services so and 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 when you speak to the vendors certainly i mean peter i know you speak to some of the modality vendors more than i do but i think they have a preference for their accounts to get that consistent money coming in from a million customers and saying we would rather have um a million customers pay a, a hundred pound a month or a, a 10 grand a month versus um every four years getting this spike and mm. certainly some of the arguments for azure was if we can spread that out over the three years it's better for their budgeting 
rather than seeing every time they with their argument at the time was windows when uh, the, the windows operating system they would see a massive spike on year 2000 year 2003 when WinServer 2003 came out um and they were only they were only have ever had the cash flow at that point now it works better but getting it back to the people there seems to be that i'm going to use a perfect storm i think You've got an appetite at the consumer level, but you've also got the appetite at the vendor level. So maybe it's inevitable. Maybe it's inevitable. Yeah. The only thing I would put as possibly as a controversial point there, and I know we we spoke about it in our pre-meeting, Azure is a, is, a, is a good one, right? You mentioned about the car being a monthly consistent value. With Azure, it's not very much consistent. It is very much based on demand or certainly how the solution is built. So yes well, they yeah, go into it I, I think that's that i think that probably comes back to controlling as much of the cost as you can because you you know you can take those reserved prices and and that's the sort of the almost the baseline if you look at some of the sort of you know the if you put SBCs up to um you know to azure for example you'll get the baseline of the of the of the compute but then there's the traffic you know in and out that, that goes on top but you've I guess it's the difference between, you know, you might be spending a couple of grand a month versus finding 30, 40, 50 grand at the end of the year. But that, you know, that that couple of grand a month might actually go up to, you know, 2,200 or something like that. But you're in that ballpark, aren't you? Yeah. I think the other thing as well, which, um, you know, you you do see actually quite regularly with, um, uh, public sector is this you know where where they've got the capex uh model is they get towards the end of the year and you said at the beginning it's like um sorry did i say you said that towards the beginning of the year for that <laughs> my head's gone on the wrong place at the beginning of the call um and it's you get towards the latter part of the year and if you've got money left in the budget you and we found it before you get people coming out saying I need to do something, which is it's like, well, I need to do a, an IT project be, because I've got some money in the bank, yeah, which isn't strategic. Yeah, and I don't even think it's it. The, the, what I find interesting that one is, is the argument I've always seen is I need to do something because if I don't, I'm going to get it taken off me next year. Next my year. budget be reduced. Yeah, and so. you you lose the edge in the competition as well. You know, the the startups, if we talk about them, they mm-hmm. want to you know, start something and uh, they don't have that expertise. They, they have to hire people and all of that is it can be done so quickly, which I really love about the cloud. Yeah, it is there already. All the, the tools, the services, you know, you don't have to invest into developing anything. So, yeah, the, the, so just market is just so well, competitive right now. There's, so there's another question for us, right? You've got organizations who exist at the moment and have probably got hybrid in some form or other be it you know be it exchange or, or, or whatever but if you're starting up a business now surely you're just you're going to start in the cloud aren't you you're yeah. going to start with your creating your domain within the zero ad you're not going to have your on-prem environment you are going to be pure cloud in which case you're probably not going to have any other model other than subscription yeah yeah because you've been it's been like that since day one for your organization yeah, yeah you're, not, mean, you're not having to pivot it right 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think if we take it to possibly your expertise, Summit, right, is historically, let's talk about phone systems. How many times did people update phone systems? Right, <laughs> Probably once every 15 years and they would pay a fortune and say, oh, we're going to update it. If we take Teams as a telephony system, actually, the the the, the benefit or the, the 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 positive of subscription is you're always getting a up to date and new features added. Now I don't know whether that's because it's an OPEX. You would think it seems to go. It feels like it goes hand in hand. That an OPEX type model means that you always get up to date benefits. A capex model seems to be right. You get what you bought at that point in time, and if you want something new. You've got to buy a new version of it or the next upgrade or another capital well, expenditure every everybody as well they talk about the you know uh growth of a company but actually if you've got that that opex model if you actually do need to downsize because you've got rid of a few hundred staff your subscription is going to drop yeah so actually yeah. that's pretty it's pretty worth pretty worthwhile i would imagine yeah so. Yeah, and let's not forget where the cloud came from. If we take Amazon as with its AWS platform, why did why did why did they sort of almost invent this cloud model, right? Because what they were saying is, is we need the infrastructure at November on the run up to Christmas because we've got all of this. But after January, actually, most of the uh, most of the compute that we've paid for for November it becomes defunct. So actually, as a benefit, as as those consumers of AWS or Microsoft Azure, you get that benefit because you can, as your customers lighten or buy less, you can turn turn things off, turn things down. So, so yeah. So I guess I guess as a and we probably do <laughs> would have been handy to have a a, a finance person on here, but <laughs> I guess you know is is there a mind shift as well within you know, the, the, the purse string holders and the budget setters and all that sort of stuff to that when they say they need to make the books look good, is that kind of context going to be going a little bit out mm. the window in the sense of actually I'm not going to cash hoard and, and yeah. then splurge? Is it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, is it happening today? Um, and is our example of public sector following the, the 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 typical what you think that the public sector are always behind i think i'm doing a disservice to public sector there but yeah yeah no, apologies to all public sector, sector yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a targeted attack but there there you know i guess if we look at our typical client base you know they nearly all have some sort of subscription it's only the I think really now the big enterprises who have the EAs. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I guess well, then what we're saying is sorry, go and submit. Yeah, <laughs> what I was gonna say, no, I'm not financial expert, you know, but but there is I, I do believe there is a tax benefit there in the OPEX because in CapEx your your hardware gets depreciated, isn't it? And then mm. and then and then in OPEX, you know, you, you have like Okay, well, this is how how much we spend the whole year, and, yeah. and you just claim that. I, I don't know if it works like that, but but I think yeah. so. Certainly, my but, experience uh, of working in public sector is that um, you are given a budget, let's say by central government, and that would be there is a a million pound gone spend it. It's not 
a million pound that can be spent as an OPEX wide, it has to be CAPEX because it's a one-off payment. So I think it depends where the money's coming from is what makes this argument there. So so I guess what we're saying is it's, it, it, it's an easy question with a complex answer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I particularly like is that we've got three technical people who have ended up talking about finance. <laughs> uh, and it's probably not the greatest combination, is it really? <laughs> So yeah, so in my private life, I've got Netflix, Spotify, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> and Pete's got a car on subscription. So there we go. We know it. There's the answer. Subscription exactly. is the way ahead. And next week's episode will be how you fiddle your tax forms. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, I think we've probably we probably ought to call it at that, that point, haven't we? <laughs> so let's take on to subject number two. Okay, so, hi guys, I'm Sumit Solomon, UC consultant. Uh, my question is, is PSTN dead? So, yeah, I don't know if you've, if you've uh, heard the news that BT has announced by 2025, they're looking to phase out PSTN completely. Yep. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, you go first, Chris, go on. No, you, you go, go, go. Um, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, I think we need to come back to the whole um, digital trend, you know, digital change that that's been going on with BT, etc., and the, the the infrastructure um, within the country. But for me, uh, and I know Chris, you and I have had this conversation so many times. It's like, when was the last time you made or received a PSTN call? And I actually I, I checked it before we had our pre-chat um, and I don't have a PSTN call inbound or outbound in my call history. <laughs> so That's pretty telling. So so it's kind of is PSTN dead? Kind of is for me. Um, yeah. I, you know, I th there's a uh, there's a technical answer, isn't there? I think around uh, moving on to digital services and 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 what's going on on, the, on probably more on the domestic and the um, you know the office side. I, I, I guess for culturally, most people now contact over either email or chat, mm -hmm. set something up if they need to, or escalate the call into a voice or video. Whether that's from their mobile or whether it's thing, it's 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 all data to data to data. Yeah. And I just don't see really, you know, if, if I was setting up a new company now, I guess based on what kind of you know the nature of the business, I'm not sure I'd even offer a phone number. Yeah. Oh, sure. Certainly DDIs to your staff. Maybe you would have a main number coming in. I think there's there's there's, a, there's there's two questions here. Is are we talking about um, receiving numbers via a, like a DDI, the plus four four numbers, or are we talking about the underlying copper cable technology? Um, I think if we said the underlying copper technology, as you say, as you said at the intro, there's some that's going going along. I I gave an example earlier where. Um, my brother runs a, a chain of pubs and he requested for a, a telephone line to be put in by Sky. Um, 
And they came and said, yep, we give you an audio code ATA, an analog tele, tele, uh, telephone adapter that plugged into the Internet. So I think that 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 picking up the phone and getting a dial tone where you plug directly into the old BT socket, I think that's definitely going. I think. Controversially, maybe. I think the the, the, the DDIs are deep. It depends on it always. It always seems to be a depend on here. And this guy, that's, 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 the, that's the gift of <laughs> yeah. an insult. It depends. It depends. It depends on the uh, the individual. Is the individual from on a business side? And I think you're right, Pete. From from businesses, most of my customers that I talk to are via Teams to Teams via a UC platform. The challenge is where we we. We can't do that. We always fall back onto a PSTN number. So, uh, a research organisation, without naming them, um, they uh, they don't necessarily federate with us. So, to get in touch with them, we have to call them directly on their DDI. But that's because of their choice in policies and saying where well, you can always make a telephone call. Um, I would argue that most organisations, who certainly our customers. The majority will take up teams and have open federation because they see the benefit of communicating via teams by video and not always falling back on uh, on telephony just get back to what i was originally saying is do i think the the, the day that the day of not dialing 020 numbers are, are, are going they probably are well, I don't think they are today. I think there is too much reliance on that as the fallback. I, I think, I think and, I, and again, this is something I wrote about a long time ago. I think PSTN will be the next fax in the sense that it will be supported and supported and supported and supported and then people yeah. won't be using it and yeah. it will be there to catch those occasional times yeah, that you need to do. I mean, you know, we're still dealing with customers asking if we can get fax solutions implemented. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I can't remember how long it is since I last sent or received a fax, um, but it's it's there. And I think PSTM will be um, this similar sort of pattern because, you know, not all countries are as uh, developed as, yeah. you know, as others. Um, and that's that's not even a sort of a you know Western versus anything else. It's it's just globally some are some are more advanced than others, um, and telephony is still super important in that mm. area. So you're going to have to be able to support yeah. that kind of thing. But you know it's like, do you need a PSTN number? Mm. Um, I do you know what I find interesting now, and I noticed it two days ago. Just it's actually just by coincidence here. I was noticing when I was dialing on um, uh, my, I have an iOS device, uh, so an iPhone. When I brought up the uh, my, my wife, ironically enough, when I started to put a name in to call her, now the almost the default calling option was was Teams because of the Teams client, and the, because I primarily use Teams on my device, um, and then I had um apple call or whatever it was the uh the to call directly from apple to apple um and then the third third option was telephony so i wonder the question i'm, I'm going to put to you two is is it the end device that are now forcing people to use alternatives over the ps what i'm going to call the pstn network the the, the old ee um and i think you would 
possibly if we had somebody from EE or O2 on and, uh, and ask them, in terms of the traffic that you see on your networks, how much of it is data, as in VoIP going over data versus over traditional telephony calls? And I think if you, based on the fact that I can get unlimited minutes, unlimited texts, but two gig of data for 10 pounds, if 20 years ago, unlimited voice for, for 10 pounds a month was never going to be, uh, that was never going to fly. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're right, Pete, we are on that way. And the actual end user devices of iOS and Android are helping move us to that. What I'll, I'll add to that is, you know, while POTS lines, the, the old electrical mm -hmm. cables yeah. might be phased out, we, we still would need the numbers, um, at least for B2C calls. When we, we're doing B2B, 100% agree, you know, we don't need numbers, you know. We can federate, we can collaborate with our customers, our partners mm -hmm. over the same protocol. Uh, URI dialing, as we call it. Uh, URI is a contender to DDIs, really. But then it, there is a challenge there. Um, so if you're dialing somebody on their email address, Pete Wazy um, at dadada.com, and there's another Pete Wazy somewhere else, mm. uh, you know? Yeah, but there will so never it, be. It's going to be Pete Wazy 007 or something, you know? So it, it adds to the complexity. So So nobody considered that. Uh, yeah, SIP URI cannot replace even 6 volt dialing. So, the, but the underlying network, of course, is is being changed from from pots to yeah. uh, to to the to the SIP really. And, but can and, I challenge you on that, Summit? Yeah, right, because yeah. we 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 talk about B two C. One of our products at Modality is one consultation, and I was I've just caught myself thinking about it because what I was going to say is, is what about the old. Uh, we always talk about the old granny. The old granny wanting to talk to a doctor. Yes. Um, she's always going to want to pick up the phone and make a phone call to the GP. But actually, our one consultation service even helps we rule that one out. Because the old granny, assuming that the old granny now has an iPod or, you know, most, <laughs> I don't know whether they do. Once upon a time, I would say old grannies never used to have an iPad. I think all old grannies have an iPad now. But these days, when we talk about that thing like one consultation, that's a brand new service that we're doing. The idea being is, is to, 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 to assist and provide more functionality than just a telephony call can provide. Now, whether that be video, whether that be sharing of x-rays, yeah, all of that additional functionality, that isn't possible. So that B2C argument that you put there, Summit, is it becoming less relevant? I think so, yeah, because let's say if, if a recruiter reaches out to you, he's not calling you on your number, he's reaching out to you on LinkedIn yeah. or, or um, you know, just sending a, a Teams invite and just talking to you on that, really. So it is becoming irrelevant. Honestly, I hardly receive any calls now. But then there are other services, you know, which are reliant on number dialing, which is, you know, your yeah. your emergency services. Um, yeah. and, and there could be alternate solutions to those alarms. And, well, th that piece is super, super important because I was going to bring that up as well. You're absolutely right with the alarms. If you take the, the typical uh, lift uh, alarm, yeah, the emergency service and that, that's run off typically an, an, an analog line. Now, OK, fine, you could physically change that over to, a, a you know, a connection with, a you know, um you know an, an adapter and, and, and put that in that's absolutely fine but 
one of the things that we were talking about beforehand was if the power goes yeah <laughs> you so you're gonna have to have, going yeah. instead, <laughs> instead of a physical copper cable that just comes in and sits there and and does what it needs to do all, all day all night your emergency lines are gonna have to have some sort of backup power source like a like a battery and i think that there are compact batteries now which may provide a, an alternate solution don't you yeah. think the battery solutions have you know become much well, better i've, I've got uh, courtesy of one of our other consultants who's a complete and that's a geek on a totally different level <laughs> i now have a power pack um which i use and it's just a like looks like a normal sort of usb um power pack but it powers the soldering iron and it also recharges my laptop yeah. <laughs> oh. and you can recharge the laptop like twice before this thing runs out of juice and you're like how big is this battery oh it, you know, i've got a wheelbarrow for it <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> no it's it's um it, yeah it's this it's the size of yeah i don't know maybe the size of two smartphones on top of each other yeah, yeah well there are there is car jump starters size of an iphone which, yeah. can, which can jump start a truck honestly and, and uh, that's just a battery you know just, just, just to remember not to put it towards your head and and so it's, it's, yeah. there are there are alternatives but uh, then you know have you thought about that basically and and a bt website if you go there you know they've they've already told people to you know start planning even for the alarms so so i yeah. think there are some there must be some providers who are offering similar solutions to, to emergency. Is the default, we talk about that lift, and I'm trying to put myself in that situation. If I was in a lift that got stuck and I know, the emergency you'd, you'd button. crying in the corner. I would. I would. Yeah. I'd be pushing every button on that. When it works, I do what, what he does on Elf and just say, hey, it's a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but. If I was stuck and me pushing that emergency button and it was just ring, ring, ringing. And nobody picked up. I think I would pick up my mobile phone and dial 999. And yeah. is the answer to those challenges. That the default is assuming you have a mobile phone and and this might be a subject, a different subject, right? Uh, and maybe it's for a different mod pod, but. Maybe it's the assumption is that everybody who has a mobile phone. That is your default get out of get out of jail free card because or get out the lift free. Get out the lift card. free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it might, it the might reason be. I say that, yeah. if I just one one point just to put the question, if we talk about that lift, what about if that was a, a so we think about things like uh, vandalism? You have a camera in there, so is the technology changing so now you have a camera with a microphone and speaker in there and that's generally not going to go over the telephony line so they would use that as the emergency you would push a button the communication mechanism would go over that data line and if that was out you use a, you use a mobile phone and mm. maybe rightly or wrongly and I'll, I'll shut up after this but rightly or wrongly i know when we put teams in with customers and they ask me about emergency backup lines my normal response is it's a data line right a it's got to know where you are especially if you're doing lis which is the location um, information um, my advice is always tell your end users the failback should always be a mobile phone especially if you're a sole worker 
So is the argument about using a POTS line for an emergency line losing its appeal in in the one-liner? Is is it losing its appeal because everybody's a mobile phone? I don't know. I think that's that totally depends on country to country. Like US, they have strict requirements for you know having a POTS line in addition to uh, yeah. web services. I don't think we have in the UK. Uh, th there's no hard and fast rules. So yeah, I think it's it's just a policy review um, for each country. Um, yeah, yeah I, I do see your point, Chris. And then uh, absolutely, I would do that too. You know, if if the POTS line isn't working, I'll pull out your phone and dial. Everybody's got a phone now. Um, it's it's very unlikely. You know, somebody would be either out of juice or do not have a phone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it. I, I. I think. I think we've been going down this route for a long time because when we start putting VoIP phones, and I'm thinking things like Cisco and Mitel, what I would consider the previous generation, maybe the Mitel engineer would argue with me, but what I would say the previous generation, those Mitel phones were VoIP phones. Now my argument always there was, well, what happens if the switch goes down that you're plugging that you're powering the phone from? What happens if the power cable, how are you powering that? Has that got dual power? You've still got one cable coming from the switch to the phone. So this argument about having a POTS line for emergency, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's pro probably not so relevant. I mean, you know, it wasn't, uh, I don't know, let's go back. That's my boy. So uh, let's go back to the 13 years, as well as your phone system. You had to have a physical, um, analog phone plugged in to a pots line had no none of it had any dependency on power yeah you know um i don't think that is a requirement anymore purely yeah. because of the nature of you know everyone's got phones etc as you said um yeah i i mean i think there are going to be specific use cases there always yeah. there always are aren't they in these in these things but by and large, I just, you know, what we've actually done on this conversation is we've we've almost gone, yeah, there's not really any need for it in the corporate world. That's great. And we've gone straight to the specific, this is why you might need an analog thing. So we've ruled out probably 95% of, of do you need PSTN? And we've focused on a small yeah. niche of actually this is where it probably is needed still yeah. for a bit. But I think that in itself says an awful lot about well, yeah. where PSTN's heading. Yeah. Because yeah. we've we've kind of just inadvertently without thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, yeah, and on that point, I spoke to I had to return something for Amazon yesterday, right? Normally it would be ring the returns line, but actually we were talking about well, we've been working with bots this morning, right? I went another bot, I uh, open up the Amazon app, say, right. Yeah. I found the product that I bought, so I didn't even have to describe it. The system already knew what I wanted to return because I chose it, said, that's what I were in return. Do you want to speak to an agent? Yes. Right. Okay. I need, you need to call us, push this button. And it called me through the app. Mm. Right. Historically, I would have had to ring a number, find the receipt, find on that receipt the the, the number, the, re, the returns number or the, the invoice number to give to that engineer. I, I think I've answered my own question, actually. If the, if the technology is take is driving us that way because we're all hyper connected now yeah if that's a word yeah 
So, yeah, uh, it, work, it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we're all in agreement then that PSTN is going just it might take a little bit while for the health and safety guys up and go. Yeah, we're, we're happy with that as well. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we fixed the world. <laughs> Well, well, that feels like uh, that feels like a nice end. I think we've uh, we've we've all come to an agreement on that one. Um, so I think if everybody's good with that, I think we'll probably say thank you to everybody that was listening in. That was episode twenty-five, and we will catch you next time. This is the Mod Pod, brought to you by Modality helping businesses optimize their Microsoft technologies everywhere.